just a people party. Live from the blue note. 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 Come on. Peace and love, party people in the place to be. It's BKMC Talib Kweli. You are watching the world's best podcast. Yes, indeed. I am your host. I love what I do. I love my job. Uh, we are still here at the Blue Note. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting us. The shows have been amazing. The run has been amazing. And this next guest is super amazing. This next guest is super gangster. This next guest is a super gentleman. And we're going to get right into it. Our guest today is one of my favorite rappers, not one of my favorite human beings alive. He is an MC's MC. He gets shot out from his contemporaries like myself, Pusha T, Royce the Five Nine, people like that, like elite Barsman shot this man out. He is a founder of D-Block Records. He was a part of Rough Riders, a part of Bad Boy, a member of the legendary crew, The Locks. This man has dropped multiple albums and mixtapes. He is so prolific, you can't stop him. You don't know how many albums he got because there's always a new one coming out. <laughs> we could go from Gangster and a Gentleman to Time is Money to Super Gangster Master's Ceremony, the world's most hardest MC project, Phantom and the Ghost, Ghost in the Machine, Ghosting. There's all types of ghost shit. A lot of ghosting going on. You know what I'm saying? He's done a bunch of mixtape shit. He was ill in the battles. He has a project with Havoc called Wreckage Manor. We're going to get into. He got a project with me. Um, I got a list of all the mixtapes here. I ain't even going to go through all that. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my brother, SP the Ghost, Pinero, the hardest out. A calm wolf is still a wolf. Holiday Styles in the place. Yes. Yes. Peace and love. Peace and love, brother. Good, good, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Styles P in the place to be. Let's go, bro. We did it. <laughs> they said we going to make it. We made it. We got Styles P. Word Let's is born. So um, I'm going to start by describing your music the way that your music is described on one of your many projects. It's that K-Slay leather music. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace to K-Slay. It's that I didn't know they made leather in that size music. <laughs> That's what the dude say on the intro. He says, it's that put your Pele Pele on because the Major D said you need a jacket music. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to K-Slay, man. Word. Um, you and I got so many records together. Yeah, for sure. Um, starting with Buck 'em Down. Uh, we did that on my mixtapes. So thank yep. you. Thank you. Thank you for always thank you. heeding the call. Thank you. Um, we got um, The Level, which my man Beef was talking about. I forgot about this record that we had called The Level. Um, Testify. Then those records we did with Static Selector. Yeah, we got a bunch. And that was all before we did the, the joint hey, together. We got, a, we got a bunch of joints together. I remember I met you in Los Angeles. I met all three of y'all, uh, Sheik and Jadakiss and you. And I was doing my underground thing and y'all was doing the bad boy thing. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, that's the locks, man. They the hardest how. Like, look at the locks over there. And I'm I'm thinking about how I'm going to speak to y'all. And y'all came up to me and spoke mm -hmm. first, which was a lesson for me to never be shy and never think that just because the industry tells me that someone's doing something different, yeah. that we not the same. Yeah, we were big fans. Yes, Figure we come let you know. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, Shout indeed. out to Two Jews, Two Black Dudes, Eric and Jeff. They made that intro, too. A word? Yeah, that's our podcast. Two okay. Jews, Two Black Dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Review the movies. Yes, I've seen that. I've yeah. seen this. You're, you, you know a lot about films. Yeah, I, I watch films. Yeah. The Seven Tour. I learned so much from you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. We learned from each other. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, I called uh, Styles to say... Because I was, I had a tour situation. I'm like, but who, I want to go out with somebody different, not just an opener, but someone who I could go back and forth with. And I'll never forget, you was like, I'll do it with you if we do a project together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What made you make that decision? I think when it comes to making music, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of artists look at themselves as just artists. Mm -hmm. And I think it's more to look at yourself like a brand and a movement. Mm -hmm. And as MCs, you should always want to sharpen your skills. And mm -hmm. I've been fortunate enough to be in a rare, I guess, rare circle when it comes to MCs. Mm -hmm. As I, you know, it's not a lot of people who are going to go, I got songs with Talib, mm -hmm. um, Black Thought. Right. Most, and then I got songs with Rick Ross. And right. Stuff. Like, there's a very, very limited amount of MCs who could, I guess, say something like that. Mm -hmm. So anytime I'm around someone I feel is a great lyricist, I like to... Spar. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. to spar. Like, it's like, you know, this is our art. This is our art form. This is what we do. So it's 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 always healthy to be around, rhyming around someone who you 
who you respect their rhymes mm-hmm. and you, how you respect how they give it up. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. And it was good. It made the tour a lot more interesting for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to uh, Luch and Jada for jumping on the record with us. And Nico is. Yeah. And um, everybody in the tour. Shout out to Brady, by the way, who's on your uh, yeah. uh, newer project, The Death Before Dishonor. You yeah, got him singing out guy. here. Yeah. You know what I'm he, he, say, he sung and produced the track. A yeah, lot of people yeah. don't know he produced the track also. So Yeah. I mean, that yeah was he a produced the track thing. for me, too. He produced one yeah. of my singles, too. He, He's Brady, a bad man. Brady's in the band tonight. You know He's what I'm saying? He's a bad man. Um, yes, indeed. Man, but yeah, that tour, man, like... I learned different lifestyle things because you was doing the, the plant-based. Mm-hmm. And I like, I heard you say, it's like, you said, I'm not vegan, I'm plant-based. Yeah, I'm plant-based. You know, vegan, I still wear leather kicks. I'm not as well. I, I, <laughs> I, I aspire one day to be as uh, uh, great and open-minded as Dick Gregory was. Yeah, man. I believe, Bye-bye. yeah, I believe the times we're mm-hmm. in, though, um, I aspire to be that one day. Mm-hmm. But as of the present day, mm-hmm. I yeah. like to say I'm plant-based because um, respect to... Um, Peter, mm-hmm. the Humane Society, and all of those mm-hmm. companies that fight for the rights of animals. I do believe mm-hmm. in rights for animals, but I also believe that equality has to be amongst human beings first. And That's right. It's like people will fight for an animal and... The only difference between me and that person that's fighting for the animal is our skin color. But right. I have 10 toes, 10 fingers, two eyes, two ears, one mouth, one nose. So do they. Our skin color, ethnicity, background, mm-hmm. the DNA is different. But you'll rather fight for the animals. I'm not saying Peter in the Humane right. Society, right. No, but exactly a lot of people saying. would rather fight for the animals instead of fighting actually for another human being's equality. So yeah. I believe until we have equality amongst human beings... Um, when we get there, then I'm going to aspire to be vegan. Until then, I'm just plant-based. I eat plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I smoke plants. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I believe in plants. Right. And I love animals. Plant but medicine. I can't... I, yeah. I, I don't have the privilege to go fight for the bees and dolphins, and I'm not that... But you have the knowledge... That advanced But you have yet. the knowledge to know that yeah. the bees and dolphins got problems going on. Yeah, very here. much. You know what I'm saying? And I want to fight for them. Yeah. I just want to fight for us first. No, that's real. Like, you know what I mean? And right. when I feel like we, if... We win the fight, or at least seventy-five percent right. in winning the fight. Then right. I can advance and be aspire to be as mm-hmm. great as Dick Gregory and those right. of his, that that are like-minded like him. But I'm not there yet. I can no admit doubt. that. But you on my tour, you had us with the with the vegan apps, mm-hmm. and the, you know had you had me searching for healthy food on the tour. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like, and I'm on the tour with Styles. And like we we are we are brothers, but we have uh, different experiences in this business. Yeah. So I'm watching you do records that have achieved heights that I've never had a record achieved at heights, and I'm like, what? The... Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you, brother. Um, shout out to Technician. Yeah, Technician. Who was on that tour? Oh, yeah, with amazing you. DJ, the best um, DJ in the world. Yes, he, yes. Yeah. So when I saw the verses, and I've I, you know I've seen yo, you and the Locks tour because you know y'all never stopped. Yeah. I saw y'all on the road with Griselda. Yeah. Right after that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you, if, if the Locks ain't touring, you go back on the tour with Burner yeah. or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I saw what Technician was doing up there. Yeah. And what the Locks was doing. DJ Technician is a showman. Like, yeah, you know man. I mean? He's a showman. He turns on. Um, turntables turn on, he turns on, and he gets really, right, really live. So you know, it's always like uh, you want to in this business, you want to mm-hmm. surround yourself with people who's gonna push you mm-hmm. and strive to be better as long as you around. I know y'all have talked about the verses a lot, but I wanted to instead of asking you a question about it, just say to you that watching that verses with you and your brothers. And how y'all was holding each other down, and how people keep talking about, oh, they were so much more prepared. But I know y'all prepared, and I know y'all prep because y'all professionals. Mm-hmm. But I also know that a lot of that was organic and comes from just yeah. being around each other and being mm-hmm. on the road together. And I want to say thank you because I, me as an MC, I felt seen and heard. Because Versus is dope. Shout out to Timberland, shout out yeah. to Swiss Beats. It's a dope idea. And I'm a I'm privileged and blessed to have catalog. Yeah. So I feel like if I ever had an opportunity to go versus, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. But yeah. there's a lot of MCs who's dope who don't have catalog. No. And what the locks did, and particularly Kiss, was lean into like, fuck the catalog. Yeah. Like we are if we're gonna be in Madison Square Garden, we doing a show. Yeah. And if we doing a show, we bring in what we feel like is gonna work for the show. Don't matter whether the audience yeah. know this freestyle from this mixtape or whatever. Yeah. And so to see y'all deliver like that and to challenge, shout out to my brothers Dipset, but to challenge them on, on playing records with the verses and everything, I'm like, okay, what they doing, that's what I do. 
Yeah. And they they put in what I do on the big stage. Yeah. I so mean, the next time I come through with whatever I do, the locks made it easier for me to be an MC. Yeah, you have to please yourself first. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of MCs get lost in that. A lot of rappers, a lot of artists, period. Like, mm -hmm. um, like when you make that rhyme, when you first make the rhyme, mm -hmm. who are you making a rhyme for? When you have no fans, when, when you first When you have start. no fans, you're yeah. making a rhyme for yourself yeah. and with hopes of making yourself appear a certain way. Yeah. So you should always aim to please yourself first, and then we feel like if you if you can make yourself happy, then you should mm -hmm. be able to make everybody else just sort of just fall in line, mostly. Right, no doubt. Mostly, not everybody, but like right. for the most part, if you have that confidence in yourself, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it usually translates. It's the confidence of knowing. Yeah. My pops came from Best Stop. My mom's was from Africa. I'm all nigga, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. That's a bar. Facts. That's, That's a, a perfect, fact. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a perfect story of hip-hop. African, Jamaican, in New York City mm -hmm. at a certain time. And, you know, you should also say never fight an African. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I agree with that. Um, but you was born in Corona, Queens, right? Yeah. I, a lot of people think I'm Jamaican. I'm just South African. Right. I'm not Jamaican. My pops was... Uh, Regular black man. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Uh, my mm -hmm. mom's from South Africa. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, born in Cape, raised in Durban, mm -hmm. flowed in Joburg, so... Mm -hmm. I just came back from there, too. Yeah, I think... You was yeah. there. Yeah, we was there. So I'm ultimately very, a very black man. Yes. To say the least. Yes. <laughs> you know, the pops from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, mom from Africa, you tend to be very black, to say the least. Y'all ended up at Yonkers, which is called a six borough. And what's crazy to me is that this beautiful black American experience yeah. that has shaped you, now you're in Yonkers in the 80s, right? Yeah. And Yonkers was, a, a lot of people don't know, was a hotbed for racial, racial tension. Yeah, very much like so. Like with the housing situation. Very much um, so. Yonkers schools didn't get integrated until 1988. Yeah. That's years <laughs> after everybody else, bro. Yeah, yeah very much. <laughs> like, imagine that. 88. 88, bro. Yeah. Like, this is like 10 years. Before then, it was like in the early 60s, it was 95% white. I think yeah. back then it was like 4% black. It's more like 15% black now, right? I think a little higher than A that. little higher, okay. Yeah. And now y'all got the keys to the city. How about that? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. We've tell done me, a lot, though. We we worked hard. Tell me about your relationship with Yonkers and how it's evolved over the years. Um, my relationship with Yonkers is I love where I'm from. Mm -hmm. um, it's made me into the man I am today. Mm -hmm. But as, as being an MC and being fortunate enough to actually move out of Yonkers and move in more affluent neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't decide to stay in those neighborhoods. We right. kept the studio, our juice bars, and right. just where I dwell in Yonkers. And you always want to see... I think it's easy to forget where you're from once you acquire some sort of fame because in our mind, it's been stated, once you do something, get out of there. Once you're yeah. successful, get out of there. But I, I'm a firm believer in um, building up where you're from. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to maintain a relationship with the mayor, mm -hmm. um, the police, the firemen, the ambulance, the people of the city. So it's our aim and direction to make it a, a better place, mm -hmm. to make it a, and remember how it was for me as a youth and make that do my best that I can to switch that experience for the other youths coming up behind me. So Word. that's basically my relationship with it just... I mean, you know me, you know yeah. you know how I am. Just, yeah. um, I just try to tell people a better way to eat, better way to drink, and mm -hmm. say all the stupid shit I've done and tell mm -hmm. them don't do that shit. Yeah. Like, basically, is yeah. you know what I mean? It, the bars go have, about it that way. The bars have elevated. It used to be like, I will, and now it's I used to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I like the fact that when we work together, like, I got to come to your home base. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that. Um, you are not... Adverse to doing interviews. You've done a lot of interviews. Yeah. But a lot of people talk about the career and the drama in this. And I haven't seen a lot of interviews about your backstory, but you talk about your backstory through your music. Yeah. So if you pay attention to the music, like you know your, your story now, is it correct to say that you spent some time in a group home? Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about that? Um, when I was 12, mm -hmm. just getting into shit and. Mm -hmm. I got tossed my black ass in the group moment. I think that <laughs> it, it, it happened. Right. And um, it wasn't for too long. Mm -hmm. A few months. I mean, it seemed like an eternity back then as a youth. But mm -hmm. I think everything that happens to you as a youth molds you in one way or the other mm -hmm. or just plays part to whatever your personality is. And mm -hmm. so that experience just made me a little rougher. 
Yeah. You know? It made me a little little more chipper on my shoulder, a little rougher, and um, yeah. Did you feel like you were indoctrinated, or do you feel like you... You know, I've heard you also talk about the selling drugs comes from peer pressure more than it came from a specific necessity. Is that accurate? I sold drugs because I want a good sneaker, so yeah. Right. That, that right. equals back to peer pressure, and right. I think a lot of people don't understand that about the 80s period. Like, mm -hmm. I really didn't want to wear skippies and mm -hmm. bullshit sneakers. I wanted good sneakers. And then even seeing the local drug dealers and, uh, you know, the big-time ones in their cars, mm -hmm. the respect they got. Um, you notice some things as a youth that men with power or money get more opportunities for mm -hmm. living a more lavish life, I would say. Mm -hmm. You don't think about the consequences and all that. All you see is the, the lavishness. So mm -hmm. I think I sold drugs out of just wanting nice shit. Right. To the be allure. honest with you. It's hard to say something. It's hard to say it's peer I wouldn't use the words peer pressure anymore, I would say up to date. I would say falling into the program. I don't know what mm. what more yeah. being a product of your environment. Yeah, being a product of your environment. Thinking that things and material 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 wealth are validate you. Yeah. In a, in areas and spaces where we have no validation exactly. as young black people. Exactly. Um, which is why even when we get money, we start wearing, you know, back in the days, we were wearing Coca-Cola splashed across, or, you yeah. know, like the big labels on everything. Back then, you, Sheik, and Jada are fortunate to have been childhood friends. Yeah. Right? And y'all had a group that became the Bomb Squad before it was Warlocks. Mm -hmm. um, did you know that the Grateful Dead started as Warlocks? No, I didn't. So that's something y'all got in common. Oh, that's crazy. You, you and Jerry Garcia. That's crazy. Um, you, on the song Family... Um, she talks about how y'all never argue in public. No. And this is something that we've seen, something that's been talked about. Um, but I just wanted to give you a chance to give both Jada and Sheik their flowers here on this show. For me, best group in the world. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no doubt, for a lot yeah, of you us. Know, you know, um, I, I say just as as men, as brothers, like we, we came in the game with a code, said we was going to stick to it. And um, I think our art, our craftsmanship, and more, even even more importantly, our brotherhood mm -hmm. was always more important than, than whatever the game could bring you. Mm -hmm. Like, so when you understand that, you can't let record labels, whispers, homeboys, girls, mm -hmm. money separate what you do. Like, right. if you love the craft, I love the craft, I love you, you love me. It's, it's, it's we're not going to always be on agree with everything, mm -hmm. but that doesn't... Our ego shouldn't get in the way of what we have. Mm -hmm. I think I believe that should be... That'll be our biggest legacy when we leave because most groups don't have that. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, when you bring up the love for the craft, for you and by your group by extension, that's been a, a consistent constant that mm -hmm. I think has saved y'all in a lot of ways. Pretty much. Be, beyond you doing all these great projects with people like Dave East and myself and, and Havoc and Burner, all these people that you might do projects with, a lot of it, most of it, all of it is out of love for the crab. When y'all got in the beef with 50 in them, I heard, I remember, I'm listen, I remember listening to this phone call that you had with 50 over your mm -hmm. cot situation and you stood your ground, but you also respected the crab. You've talked on many different shows about how violent the situation could have gotten with beans in them. Yeah. But it was always like we still bump your shit. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if you love what you're doing, you love what somebody else does. It's like, you know, same with meeting you. We never put ourselves out. We do this kind of rap and mm -hmm. we don't fuck with that. Nah, if homie could rhyme, he could rhyme. Mm -hmm. If he could make a great beat, he can make a great beat. And you gotta, if you take your time out doing that mm -hmm. every single day, why the fuck when you honor someone else who was doing the same thing. Like, yeah. you, you know, and I think as musicians, as artists, if that should be first before mm -hmm. anything. I right. mean, in my my humble opinion, not mm -hmm. saying for everyone, but in my opinion, your love for the craft should become before almost everything. Right. Yeah, I feel like game. that kept you gr grounded in them situations. Yeah. You know, because there was a lot, like, and I remember that situation. People felt like someone was going to die with the, yeah. a Rockefeller situation. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Thank God <laughs> nobody did. Yeah, yeah, thank God. You know, mm -hmm. at those, the, those those days, too, were the cowboy days in music. Those mm -hmm. were the days where... And I think people don't equate times to situations often. Mm 
-hmm. Like you hear of a situation and you think of the time you're in, mm -hmm. but some people don't go back. Those, besides us having beef, those were the cowboy days. Those mm -hmm. were the days where only <laughs> certain rappers wore big chains everywhere right. and getting yapped or something was right. gonna happen to you. Like right. that was, those were dangerous times. Like mm -hmm. just, uh, though, there was no internet. Mm -hmm. There was no Instagram. There was no Twitter. So if I made my bones and you heard about my bones, you heard it by by way of mouth from someone. That's right. And it, that's how words circulated. Whether, we formed our own social networks. Yeah. So but you had to be tapped in. But you, you had, had to be tapped codes. in and you had to know the code yeah. to kind of have the information. So mm -hmm. different times. Yeah. 24 Hours to Live, I think, is an underrated classic. You know, recipes to DMX, of course, recipes DR. to yeah, Black, Rob. A Black Rob. If you had to do that record over today, how different would your 24 hours be? Because your 24 hours is wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, look, I, all I need is five. <laughs> it would be much different. He was different. like, I'm going to be done in the first five. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to that effect. Uh, it would be much different. It would be, it, would be, it would be a whole lot different. I would definitely use all 24 hours now. That's for, that's for certain. And um, I would be doing more positive things within those right. 24 hours, definitely. Right. I think I've grown and matured a lot no since making that original record, you right. know? DMX was a superstar in Yonkers before sure. we ever heard of him. Can you tell us, for people who wasn't there, what it was like to see DMX before the world got to know him? Amazing, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, like, if you're from Yonkers, you was from Westchester, you knew he was a star yeah, before he actually... And that's where my, my pops it grew up in Westchester. Yeah, before he actually made it. I mean, just as... That energy was the same energy before he made it. Mm -hmm. So um, his aggressive style, his wordplay, his grit, mm -hmm. and his heart and soul yes, made him just an impeccable MC, to say the least. Yeah, I'm glad I got to know him a little bit. One of the, yeah. one of the last interviews he did was here on this show. And, oh, that's uh, dope. He, was, he came to uh, Yellow Springs to rock with us during the pandemic. My man Seth was out there. We didn't have all the setup because it's a pandemic. Yeah. And so we just filmed it on Zoom. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. It was like, and then we went out to Cincinnati <laughs> to, the, to the pool hall. All right. You know what I'm saying? That was like my third time playing pool with X. Yeah. But like, that was good, good, good times, man. Great um, dude. Yeah, man. Um, another icon, Mary J. Blige. Um, she the, brought your demo the to reason Puff. why we on, yeah. Yeah, man. How did y'all meet Mary? How did that happen? Um, well, I knew Mary since I was moved to Yonkers, basically. Um, now, her and my cousin are close friends. Okay. And they lived right on top. Okay. Like, 3A. That sounds divine. 3A, 4A. Right. So Mary still calls, to this day, Mary calls me Little David. Okay. <laughs> Look, okay. Like, that's why for me, even watching Mary and where she's at mm -hmm. and watching X, sometimes it's surreal to where they made it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and how big and it, just a testament of what Yonkers is about mm -hmm. and, you know, how powerful it is and growing mm -hmm. up there. So I've watched Mary rock parks, the regular right. living room. I mean, the real living room. Right. <laughs> um, that, uh, yeah. I've seen a whole, a whole, you know, just... That's crazy. ...become who 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 she is. And it's just amazing, like, to be, to be honest with you. And Mary's always been the same Mary since mm -hmm. I was a kid, just always very humble, down-to-earth, cool... And she puts a battery in your back if you mm -hmm. ever get to sit there and talk to one person. She, yeah. she, she's very confident in what she does. Because to be confident and very humble at the same time is a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. That's a very hard balancing act. That means you have to be really talented. Mm -hmm. and you have to be have your spirit intact at the mm -hmm. same time. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, man. I always say there'll be no Mary J. Blige slander anywhere near me. No, always. not at all. Um... Shout out to Notorious B.I.G. For sure. You are very blessed and privileged to have been able to spend time with this man in the studio, in his life. Yeah. You know, y'all got to know him. Um, I'm sure you've been asked everything about Big. But yeah. is, there, is, there any, is there anything that that you feel like is an angle that people haven't explored or things that people don't know about Big? And sh shout out to CJ who came to the show last night as well. I think it's all been explored or spoken on, mm -hmm. but I think just for me, his class. His level mm -hmm. of class and um, humaneness is incredible. Mm -hmm. And I always say this because he treated our homeboys how he treated us. Mm -hmm. And for him to be the, the biggest star in, in the world at the particular time 
and to have that kind of humbleness with him and the mind state to treat not just um, me kissing Luch, but our media Ace Boom Coons, mm-hmm. the same how he treated us was pretty fucking amazing. And just the way he gave us advice, embraced us from the beginning. And I believe he um, he was just one of the most elevated but yet grounded individuals ever. Yeah, man, we miss him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Frank White forever. X forever. No doubt. Shout out to little Kim, too. Um, she sounded great on that Money, Power, Respect. Definitely. Um, what's funny about that record is that on that intro, what Kim is saying, y'all had everybody in the hood sound like philosophers. <laughs> like dudes just running out on their girls and all that shit. You know, first you got to get the money, then you got to get there. Everybody sound like they had some game. Yeah. That was free game. Yeah, that was. <laughs> um, y'all changed the game with the Free to Locks campaign. Yeah. I mean, this was like a real yeah. thing in the streets that you was aware of if he was oh, in... Mm-hmm. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not really a party until someone throws a chair. You got to start standards. It's like, I, I feel for them because as an artist, we need to get ours. And yo, I felt bad because they would be getting held down like that. You're like prisoners in your own crib. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, it was a, it was, it was different times, you know. Um, sometimes you bring the streets to music, and it, it took us probably to after that campaign to really figure out how to to navigate. But mm-hmm. um, when you do, when you, you know, when you're on the streets, and it's like if I sell, if I sell ten ten packs, it's a hundred dollars, bro. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's not the same in the music industry. No, y'all see big calls Then you hear what... Uh, Bugs Bunny Mathematics. Yeah, like, yeah. And a lot of people don't understand, like, what and what we... We had the pretty much standard contract, if not better than the average person's contract. Mm-hmm. That that was pretty much, like, the go-to kind of contract. It's standard, like it's you said. standard. Standard don't mean right, but <laughs> yeah. it means standard. It was a standard contract, yeah. but it didn't... It didn't resonate right with us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It just didn't... Hit the belly right, and plus we were ego and arrogance, and being from the street and making street math, trying to add up to business math. Wow, all played. That's a bar right there. All played part of that, like you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. there's definitely things we could have done better, but the campaign came out of us understanding that we didn't have the money or the the resources to fight the fight how the average person would. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have that, you got to take your time out and think, how do I go about? this battle or this war how do mm-hmm. i approach it so what we chose to use is the power of the people and the power of our own voice as Chappelle says you're real boss yeah um yeah that y'all changed the game because y'all let artists know that you the power of the people you could take the power yeah, in your own hands definitely and I'm, I'm glad that this we can laugh about these stories yeah you know what i'm saying like even with diddy there's people talk about all these relationships diddy had and all these 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 artists that he went through but then it's like i feel like if you start to get your business right, you start to look at those partnerships and be like, okay, you know what, I could figure, I could refigure and reconfigure that partnership. Yeah, I think every renegotiation is mm-hmm. a word for a reason. Yeah. And growing up and being mature mm-hmm. are words for a reason. Like, life brings you on many different paths, many different journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, me as an adult now, I try to look at and not try, I work, I work on not judging people mm-hmm. or what they're going through or what's happening for a reason as I don't I'm not the creator so I don't know mm-hmm. their journey mm-hmm. yeah I've done things on my journey that definitely could be frowned upon mm-hmm. so that leaves me in a position of going I try to not judge people mm-hmm. I do my best to not judge people and work on like understanding maybe they're going through this particular part or yeah. doing some bullshit whatever it may be because it's part of their journey mm-hmm. it's part of the lessons they're supposed to learn in life so yeah, um, I tr- nowadays I work on just living my life. I think you do like a, that. I think you do a great job of that. And I wasn't even going to bring this up because I, I feel like there was a lot already enough has been said about it. But as we're talking about it, as we're talking about what y'all went through with Diddy, it's reminding me of some of the things that Jay Hood seems to be thinking he's going through. Bless him. Yeah, no doubt. Bl- I bless him on his journey. Bless yeah. him on his journey. It really, it really pissed me off because as a as a, I would I would hope. Th- he would have approached it in a different manner. Mm-hmm. And, um, but God bless everyone yeah, on their journey, to be, to be honest with you. Like, um, I wish he would have used his time more wisely 
and done more within that time to where mm-hmm. it's more like you complaining, but you never did anything after that. So you should have really appreciated us was how I was personally feeling like, and, mm-hmm. and just for certain things, but, um, well, that's in retrospect, thing. Uh-huh. bless him, bless him and bless him on his journey. And mm-hmm. I try to be mindful now of, I'm working on being more mindful of the energy. See, I'm 180 negative and 180 positive. Mm-hmm. I don't like to lie to anyone. Right. I like to be straight out, flat out. Right. I am half and half. But right. I wake up every day trying to focus on being on a 180 positive. Doesn't work for me every single day of the week. We know you're and not. And I land on a. We know I, you're not with the funny shit. I flop on all the time sometimes, but I really worked on doing my best on staying on a 180 positive because. Right. The energy you feed into is the energy you'll also distribute out at some point That's correct. or the other. If you take too much of it in, at some point you gotta you gotta give it out. So I just I'm watching myself on um on being more mindful and it just um you don't like to be clickbait for anybody. You are very focused on not doing that. Even with the situation where you had went it went viral where you helped the young lady who was being arrested by the police. Yeah. And you for someone for people who have been terrorized and abused by the police as a community for so long you look like a superhero in that clip to us mm-hmm. you look like this is how black men are supposed to stand up for black women this is how black men are supposed to stand up for the hood this is how we're supposed to stand up and address the police but one thing about you when i saw it you know you and me I'm, I, i'm 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 so proud of you and i called you and i'm like yo thank you and the first thing you said was I apologize. Yeah. And I, I could have did right. that better. I could have did it better. Which was amazing to me because you was already in self-reflection mode when you I was like, be, yo, you gotta be immediately. my man was out there doing his thing. You got to immediately reflect yes. because the youth are watching. Yes. The youth are watching. So when you lead by example, you got to say, I'm I'm here stuck leading by example. So mm-hmm. was that a great example? And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, it was passionate. It was mm-hmm. for real. I mean, those who know me, like I said, it doesn't take for much for me to, to <laughs> right. flop. Then I got to right. just re- readjust myself and flop right. back. So it was more so of But a, it does, I think it of, came, comes from that trauma of what we've gone through with the police. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah. I think... It's a lot of trauma for 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 a black man just to be alive nowadays mm-hmm. and just kind of deal with being alive. If you want to be honest, like mm-hmm. it's it's a load of trauma. But it's also I feel like in my community and where I stand now as a human being, I, I work on being more advanced to understand that it's not an old person white person's trauma, but it is a young white person's trauma, and. And I say that because of this. It's like a, uh, it's like a relationship. America has never really looked at like as a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you don't address the problem, and you just mm-hmm. put a bandaid on it, and it keeps just pushing it to the side, then you have kids. It falls on your kids, mm-hmm. and it then reflects. So there's a lot of kids now who don't. They love hip hop. Mm-hmm. They love our culture. They love black people. They love what we do, but. Their parents never addressed the issue that white America and black America has. Mm-hmm. They never took the time to sit down with them and ex- explain, like, you traveled, you went to Germany, you go to Germany, every few blocks you see what happened to the Jews. That's right. Posted somewhere, acknowledging what, mm-hmm. what's happened. Whether it's in a good way or a bad way, mm-hmm. you they're just informing you on yeah, what on happened. on the street. It's written yeah, on the street. Yeah, it's written, like, on different signs. Yeah. You don't see that in America, so it's just a Band-Aid. So now... The kid who's coming up in hip hop who never really paid attention to none of that shit, and then when a cop kills someone, and then the tension's back in the air, it's trauma for everyone around. Trauma. We're first on the plate, though. Let's yeah, not get yeah, it wrong. Yeah. We are one A with the star. The That's big, right. The big one A. Yeah, the big yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. And the capital A. But right. But this is a miracle. So who's one B? Mm-hmm. And who's thinking about all the mixed babies and all the mm-hmm. mixed races and everything's going on? So the trauma has felt back down into yeah. everyone's lap because it's never been dealt with. We just deal with it the most and you, we have to worry the most because of our skin color. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, when you got a white homeboy, he got to feel like shit when he's with you and he knows mm-hmm. this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So we have to, I feel, start dealing with the issues on a more realistic, mm-hmm. compassionate, being able to talk about it in real time level. You're right. It's a misconception to think that racism is good for white people. It's not yeah, good for nobody. It's not good for it's not good for the country because white people yeah. usually love the country and it's on some go right. America, it's go terrible USA for the country. shit. Terrible for the country. Look and at, I just saw a report yeah. where it's like 
it's creating, you know, real PTSD and it's creating real, yeah. like, psych psychological problems. But you would not, not one to ever rest on your laurels and you would not one to ever let the industry stop you or let no, no other man get in, in the way of what you did. And your crew either, so y'all came with We Are The Streets. Um, Can I Live is a motivational record. Yeah. That's an early, early motivational hip-hop record on, on Wildin' Out, which... I still play at the clubs all the time when I DJ. Um, you say, if you're under 21, you shouldn't listen to this. Yeah. And that created the song uh, Under 21 with Sean P. and Mac Miller, <laughs> who we have lost both of love them. Love is love. You know what I'm saying? So love is you, love. You saying that lyric made that song. Yeah. Um, that was my self-parental advisory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um, now, Good Times, the Swiss Beats on Gangster and Gentleman. Yeah. This became a huge anthem, not just for the city, but for the world and for the world of cannabis consumers yeah. and and participants. Um, what's up with this Smokers Olympics? Can't get my other fellow Olympians <laughs> to get on the, the same page, but eventually we will. I think with me is most of the time, if you know me, like, you know, I've, I'm thinking businessman first. So, mm -hmm. like, I always looking at the plays, what we could run, how we could have ownership, co-brand, mm -hmm. make it work. So um, I'll figure it out one day. I'm just too busy also myself to mm -hmm. really sit down, buckle down and make it happen. But... I believe I'll be able to do it within a few months. Okay, word up. Now, at the height, or one of, you've had many heights, but at one of your heights, you lost your brother, Gary. Yeah. Rest in peace, Gary. Mm -hmm. How did that affect your mental? To, uh, how hard did it make it for you to be working at that time? Because you was, was very busy. Yeah, that was the beginning of my career. It made yeah. it very difficult, but um, all loss has. Like, yeah. you know, I've lost a lot during my career, but as... Yeah. As you grow, you start, you know, you start understanding that. Um, I always look at it when I lose, you know, I've lost a, I've lost a father, I've lost a daughter, mm -hmm. I lost a brother, I've lost a best friends, I've lost a shitload of things, but I've gained angels. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I know I'm gonna see them on the other side, so it keeps me, it, it keeps me level, but um. It always affects you in multiple ways, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Some days you feel like shit and you miss them, and some days you know you got to feel great because of it because they're on the other side. Mm -hmm. They're home. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was born to die. This is an experience, yeah. maybe like a, a flash within a blink of an eye if you believe in eternal life. Mm -hmm. um, That's right. So you just deal with your human emotions and just kind of keep it pushing. And I mm -hmm. say my prayers, meditate, mm -hmm. and I smoke. Yes, I feel you. In rhyme, I rhyme, you know. That's I, the therapy. I do, yeah, that's the therapy that's right there. That's why there's so many albums. Mm -hmm. um, I want to thank you because I truly appreciate how you and Adjua dealt with, in public, you yeah. know, losing your daughter. Yeah. Um, it, I think a lot of people go through that and feel like they're alone in that. Yeah. And what y'all did was very important. You got to share the pain. Yeah. You got to let people know you're in pain and they ain't the only ones. So that mm -hmm. makes it easier for everyone to... Like, especially, like, to be honest with you, whatever you're going through, um, somebody else is going through it, has went through it, or is going to go through it. And then also someone else is going through probably some crazier shit than that. So, mm -hmm. you know, at least we got to know where I do it is. Like, pretty much every few weeks when I... Whether I'm thinking about my daughter or not, like, it hits me, like, when I walk by Walmart and mm -hmm. see the missing shit, that fucks with me for those mm -hmm. parents because... Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you're thankful for the tragedy you have. Right. And sometimes there's, there's as my wife wrote the, wrote the book, um, Ethereal Height, there's a privilege in loss because you gain more spirituality. So you just have to, you have to discern and figure out what that privilege exactly is and where you're mm -hmm. at in life and just figure out how to move on. Like, I don't know how I would function as a parent who's missing a kid and I don't know where the kid's at, period. So right. whatever situation you're in, someone's in a worse situation. Wow. Um, there's parents who lost two, three, yeah. four, five kids at one time. There's, so however you're feeling, and you're entitled to feel however you feel, and you should own it. You should laugh. You should scream. You should yell. You should cry tears of joy, cry tears of pain, do whatever you got to do. But during that time, you can't forget that there's people, even without losing kids, that's going through some shit that's hard and rough. So, yeah. you know, with that being said, you you just always want to let people know love is love and keep pushing. I'm glad she wrote that book. Yeah. Um, but just not just writing the book, but the way that y'all live your life. I'm not, I'll be honest with you, the way that y'all live your life and let us in a little bit, I really love and y'all do it in a way that somehow is different 
than the way the rest of people do it on social media or even do it with some of these reality shows and stuff like that. With y'all, it doesn't ever feel like just trying to secure the bag. It doesn't yeah. ever feel like we just stunt for the gram. It always is very organic. What do you attribute that to? Love and mm -hmm. going through shit together. Mm -hmm. um, you can't... You know me, like, so, yeah. so I, I, I've learned how to not give a fuck in a positive way. I, right. You know, I, I was telling my partner, <laughs> Joe, that on the thing. I used to not give a fuck in a very negative way. Right. I still don't give a fuck, but it's in a positive manner. So I don't have, I don't, I don't have to, I think, especially for fans, because I'm a fan of hip hop before mm -hmm. I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate enough to be an artist too. But so being on both sides of the coin, I sort of understand that human beings are human beings. Mm -hmm. Like the average fan and the average human being, especially due to social media, they look at celebrities as they're more than they are. Yeah. That motherfucker is not more than you. Right. They could have more than you. Right. They may even have more talent than you in a certain field. But every human being's talented and everybody is somebody. And to be honest, we're all part of the same energy. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not. My personal mm -hmm. belief and opinion. So to live my life for worrying about what other celebrities think, um, other people think would be kind of not who I am. Mm -hmm. Now I just do it in a more positive right. manner to, to to show. And and plus when you live in when you do what you do is mm -hmm. with anybody, not just not just even me, anybody in here, anybody watching, anybody receiving it anywhere across the world, I could put up a tweet in an Instagram telling you, telling your folks how to save your fucking life. Mm -hmm. Like I could give you step one to ten how to save your life. Genuinely, and it be truthful. It's gonna get less likes That's than right. me doing some fucking ignorant shit Absolutely. or just saying some other shit. So understanding what people are and what people want should be part of your life and understanding the energy you're going to distribute to those people should also be part of your life. So you can't yeah. let anybody dictate who you're going to be. There's no... People are able to see through things, like you say, uh -huh. like whether you believe it or not, but if you if 10 people saw it, three people could read through you if you're being phony. Right. Maybe seven of them won't, but three people definitely will be able to. Right. And don't put yourself in that situation where it's like, I have to be that. So it's just kind of not giving a fuck in a positive manner and just pushing forward, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm inspired by it because... Uh, I'm inspired to smoke skinnier joints. I'm inspired <laughs> to go on longer walks. You know what I'm saying? Facts. <laughs> Take more vacations. Um, now, you were famously locked up while you were famous. Yeah. Being locked up is hard enough, but can you describe how it feels to be locked up and famous? Is it harder? Is it easier? It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. The time for every day feels like a month. Mm. Every day feels like a month. Um... I think for me personally, almost every situation in fame, it's a positive, but it sucks too because mm -hmm. people somehow, as I was saying earlier, equate fame with that you're less human or humane than them. Mm. And that just comes with everyone. Like some people just yeah. for some reason, like because you're a celebrity or a person has gotten famous, they do things so much differently than a average person. Yeah, your success reminds very, them yeah. uh, it reminds them of what they're not doing and then yeah. they project that. And then it's an unfair yeah. it's an unfair standard to live by. Like I'm not living by anybody else's standards. And I don't give a fuck to it's like I'll I will positively tell you to fuck off. Right. And deposit with all due respect, yeah, love is love. Fuck I, off. I like, said with all due respect. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? But I think with fame or so called fame becomes that you should have a standard of People feel you should have a standard of doing things a certain way without mm. even knowing you. Mm. That's some fucking narcissistic shit. Tell it. That Tell is very it. narcissistic to, to up and assume because this, like, people always ask me, do you feel enough celebrities are doing enough for the community? Who said that individual was built like that? Right. Who said before he even got to be a celebrity that he gave a fuck that's about right. the community or that's on his and radar? And when did the community and who say am we, I, we need him? Yeah. Right. And who am I to tell him that? And did right. the community, like, exactly. It's very entitled. The community said this guy should be stepping up and representing. Yeah, what's his credentials? Like, it's, so it's like, yeah. you know, like, uh, people always tell me what I should be doing. 
Mm-hmm. What the fuck should you be doing is what you should be worrying about. <laughs> yeah, word up. Like, you know what I mean? Word up. Um, shout out to the mighty, mighty D-Block. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad that y'all were able to create your own situation. Like sure. gas stations and and car washes. Car washes. If we had a gas station, I might not be here right okay, now. Okay, not gas station. Car wash. D-Block gas. Yeah, we, got, we, we have a few different situations. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for all up-and-coming artists and mm-hmm. whatever artists are working, um, if you pay attention, the most successful artist, no matter what you're looking at, in today's game, does multiple things. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. at the podcast with Talib Kweli right multiple now. Multiple things and multiple, multiple. I got things. a show with Bob James and 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 Rakim tonight. Yeah, so you I think you have to look at it like hip hop is hip hop rap. Whatever the fuck you do is mm-hmm. should be a stepping stone. It should be something your craft, what you love, but also use it as a stepping stone to get into other arenas and avenues and businesses yes. that you're interested in if you're interested in them. Absolutely. Now, one of my favorite records by you, one of the jewels of your crown, is I'm Black. Marsha yeah, I almost lost my fucking career over that song. Yeah, tell me about it, because you almost got blackballed over this. <laughs> Definitely. And thank Definitely. you as a, as, Definitely. A, as I mean, a black man for making actually, that. Actually, now you remind me, and it's February, I don't believe in Black History Month. Oh, yeah, I, I believe you. in Black History Lifetime. Right. Like, that's my, my thing, but... um. I might hear it as a bed, as a bed behind right. a commercial. I hear, I hear get by you a lot during it, Black yeah, History Month. I don't hear I I'm a, black during I'm a History Month. That's crazy. I just hear a bed sometime behind, behind it. Um, so yeah, tell me about what happened. That with song, that. I think I just coming. I did Gangsta and a Gentleman, and I did a county bit. I did ten months, ten and a half mm-hmm. months. Then coming home, you know, when you when you're sitting in the county pain, I, I realized during making rap music and making rap money and making other sorts of money, you when you make money, you you focus on the money you make mm-hmm. and you focus on the lifestyle you're able to live. And sometimes you forget about the journey and the struggle of all the people mm-hmm. and what's going on. Then you get reminders of, mm-hmm. no matter what the fuck is going on, I'm black. Like, right. you, you know what I'm saying? And let me... What's funny is... is that was the only rhyme I ever, ever made in jail. I didn't even... Wow. That was the only thing that was on my mind. Like, wow. And not even particularly the lyrics, but just the, like, I'm I'm black. Like, you it's know crazy, because I think like, this kid's got this <laughs> lyric about, you go to jail, now you're growing dreads and reading yeah, books. Yeah, <laughs> As you should, though. Yeah, as you should. As you, as you should. Yeah. Like, a lot of us, like, what we try to tell people on the streets, a lot of brothers go to jail and better themselves. Yeah. People go to jail, start reading, mm-hmm. exercising, um, studying law, mm-hmm. finding other crafts, which we should be doing while we're free. Yeah. yeah. To avoid from being in jail and That's spread right. that word throughout the community. You revisited that theme with that black thought, Joy. Yeah, because uh, I'm black too, so I like that story as yeah, well. Because I'm still black. I'm still black. Uh, yeah, and Ghost in the Shell, 2007. Um, you start plotting your exit. I feel like from the business, start build build an industry around Styles P. Yeah, around this time, you have a lyric. We say, "I feel like for some strange reason, my breathing ain't right." Yeah. Then we start seeing you talk about juices and pharmacy for life. Mm-hmm. You tell us a little bit about your journey into health and wellness. Uh, as I look back, I've kind of, I guess, been settled on it without even knowing it early. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people my journey is different. Like, um, at 12, I just start, stopped eating pork on my own. Mm-hmm. Shout out my homie, Tarek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm from Groshaw. Uh, we decided that from Yonkers, we would travel to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. go visit Moss. Uh, I met Tragedy at the Moss at Brooklyn at 12, way before rap. This Shout is, out to the Mock. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we would we would we would go to the Moss. I stopped I stopped eating pork then. I stopped eating beef. I want to say my first year on Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was on tour. I remember just riding through a land and I was looking out the tour bus and just seeing a bunch of cows kind of herded together. Mm-hmm. And it was like miles a mile stretch and far as back as I could see. And just how I seen the cows, it kind of. It fucked me up, and I stopped eating beef since you that. You are a vegan. <laughs> yeah, since that day, but I still was on. Right. Then when I went to jail, I came out. I stopped eating chicken after Gangsta and a Gentleman. Mm-hmm. So from, like, 03 to 13, I was a, a vegetarian. and But I ate every Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to 13, I got sick. Um, New Year's of 13, decided to go on a three-week cleanse. Mm-hmm. Didn't plan to be plant-based. Just mm-hmm. went on a three-week cleanse, and I never went back. My, too much changes came about. Mm-hmm. I felt better. Um, my eggs on my left, post-nasal cyanitis left, post-nasal drip left. Um, I lost weight. 
but more so than anything, my spirituality felt more intact. Mm-hmm. My my understanding and love for other lives and respect for other lives besides humans yeah, just became a little more advanced, which felt pretty good and um, gave me more control of the 180-180. Gave me the yeah. insight to know how to work to stay on a positive side a little more. But you didn't a lot just, more. You didn't just stop with yourself. Like I said on tour, you gave me the knowledge and you taught me about food deserts and mm-hmm. the, and 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 you express a desire and actualize a desire to put juice and flaxseed oil and sea moss and all these yeah. things into the in- messengers, man. We yeah, all man. I, I'm I'm a messenger at the mm-hmm. end of the day. That's mm-hmm. how I take it. Like once you get the information, same thing you're doing with your bars. You get information, you get knowledge, you put mm-hmm. them in the bars and give them to the people. Yeah, no doubt. Same thing I do. I put them in the bars, no all the bars, juice no bars, doubt. rap bars, and um. You say I used to sell powder yeah. in the streets. Now serve yeah, it in the blend like, and, and, the, and the juice. It's about being. A, it's about <laughs> being a messenger when you have anything good or any any knowledge. Um, and I feel that's what I. I do that well. Yes, yes I do you do. That, I, I do that well, so I like to continue to do that. And yes. I have a organic care for people, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. So it's like, mm-hmm. let me do my job. Yes, indeed. And at least let me have laid the words out. Mm-hmm. And so on. you could take them, you could not take them. I'm not a forceful guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your first two years of being vegan, most people, plant-based, you, it's a obnoxious time. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you're right. like... How dare you eat animals? And <laughs> you don't know this. You don't know that. I think right, as you, you know, become, fun to go out to dinner yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're more. Last two years. <laughs> yeah. As you as you get more advanced, um, I don't judge what people eat. That's my vegan joke. I used to tell. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't judge what people eat. I just try to inform them, and um, I try to preach balance more so than anything. How you know if somebody is a vegan? I tell you. Don't worry, don't fucking tell you. Thank you for making Filthy America. Thank you for making stupid questions because that's a blueprint for journalists. Yeah. If you ever were about to interview the locks, go listen to stupid questions. What not to ask, how to ask, you're supposed to ask. Yeah. I definitely listen to that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've said that you are retiring as a solo artist. For sure. And just working with uh, maybe some features and working with the locks. Yeah. I understand it because I know you. Yeah. As we've established through this interview. Yeah. But can you tell the people why you've made this decision? I have a lot more to do. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more growing to do. I have a lot more advancement to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's multiple reasons in one. One, I like I said, I want to do other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I think for my age, mm-hmm. my age group and the amount of MCs that I came in with, I think... The amount of my catalog should be able to tell you that. Um, right. <laughs> I we missed go some things. Go back and listen yeah. to the shit I put I, out. I've, I've said enough. I want to go out. <laughs> I want to go out on. I want to go out on my terms. How I want to yeah. go out. Um, I write, as you know, I've wrote, written one fiction novel. I want to mm-hmm. write more. Mm-hmm. I want to write nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to my partner Poobs. I also write screenplays. I write shorts. So I feel I'm like I know Poobs yeah. from listening to your music. Looking to getting into film, and and as far as the um, it's juices for life, it's pharmacy for life, it's online, it's brick and mortar, and it's just a lot that I want to do, and I want to be able to have the time to do it. And it takes a lot to make solo albums mm-hmm. and consistently be on a a certain basis or a certain criteria. You don't you don't get to be. Forget the amount of albums. I don't mm-hmm. think people understand. Like, even the average dope MC had a seven or eight-year run. Yeah. The average dope MC, like, and kind of beyond that time now, yeah. I've damn near tripled it. Yeah. So I want to just be able to, and if you look, I besides you and a few others, I probably have the most collaborative albums. So yeah. as mixtapes, collaborations, and solos, I feel. Mm-hmm. Let me just do, you know, work with other dope people or the locks and just call mm-hmm. it a day. I don't want to... I got too much shit to do without the date. And uh, it, it takes away from me, to be honest with you, some way. And, and I also has used it as an excuse for my own self-therapy mm-hmm. for years. And I have to advance my therapies now and the way I treat myself and the way I exude and get the paint off and find different ways to do mm-hmm. it now. So it's not like I'm fucking retiring, retiring. I'm just right. not going to be making no more solo vanishing. albums. I'm not vanishing. <laughs> you'll, still, you'll still hear me, but right. I'm just not taking the time out after that. This will be my last 
solo album. You know, you'll still hear me on the mm -hmm. logs. You'll still you'll still get a beloved too. Um, maybe you'll get yeah. a seven part too. Maybe you'll, David means yeah, beloved. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Yes. Just as a solo artist, I think I've I want to go out on my shield the way I want to go out and mm -hmm. and call it a fucking day. I appreciate you saying this, not just for the therapy part, but also because as a fan and as your brother, I thoroughly appreciate and feel blessed from the amount that you've given us so far. I'm like, I feel like, well, how how are we so lucky to get this amount from this man? So I appreciate you. There's only you and certain people. Some... <laughs> <laughs> I always say, like, I, you know what it is? People pay attention to, I'm a, how do you say this? I, I consider myself blue-collar hip-hop. I, I don't, I'm working not, class. I feel I'm you. Not, I'm not mainstream. I'm mm -hmm. not an A-list celebrity. Nah, you are. You, you know, um, you're an A-list lyricist. I'm a definitely an A-list lyricist. That's, that's, that's a that fucking matters. thousand percent that's fact. A fact. <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. And the same thing. I just wanted to tell you one thing. I know about you through my man Kem. Bobby from Yonkers. Okay, no away. doubt. Yeah, he passed away. My brother. Oh God bless. So he, he was yeah. he was an intricate part yeah. of the like like DJ Shaw getting to to the to, yeah. to a lot of stuff. He was in. I, I stole I stole a Nas tape from him in high school. I stole I stole the Nas. That was my Amari. That's my bro, man. That's our bro. He went to school with us. Um, real hip hop head to the fullest. We used to always. Yeah, I, I, he, I, I definitely stole his. Um, <laughs> definitely <laughs> for, for, for a few weeks. Definitely, I was like, "Oh no, I need this shit." That was yeah. our social network. You had to steal yeah, somebody's yeah, tape. Like, yeah, under, he had all the hot underground mixtape shits. He had a shit with Nas, Ram, and a few other people. And I was like, "Nah, Maury, I need this shit." <laughs> Shout stole out that to shit Nas. for a few weeks. Well, yeah, I'm gonna give word. you five years before another solo. I know you say this now, but nah, I ain't, I'm not gonna do another okay. solo. I can tell you that now. Okay. You better find a, a time will tell. Tell you know you start getting yeah. itchy, you start the, yeah. the I'm gonna pen. be rhyming though. That's what yeah. I said. I'm not. I, I wasn't crazy and said I'm right. all the way retiring. Right. I didn't say that. I just said. Well, I'm just from saying. That I know. How, I know how that spirit is. I know. I'm. I'm. We come from the same cloth, brother. So I, that's when that spirit hit. Yeah. Yeah. As you know. Anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to write a book. I'm gonna use that spirit. Okay. Word and up. Start plays, movies, books. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes, like I, what movie was I watching? What's the? It was on Netflix and. Andre 3000 was in it. It's recently. It's some shit with the... the uh, white Noise. White Noise. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen White so Noise. Apparently, that's I, I the watched, shit. Yeah, Everybody White Noise was pretty dope. And I was looking, and I was looking at, you know, I was looking from a fan and an artist standpoint. I was looking like, that's fucking Dre 3000, one of the illest guys to ever pick up a fucking mic ever. Mm -hmm. yes. And he just managed somehow to say, fuck it. He, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I admire that. Like, even Joe Buttons. Like, I'm like, how did he just say I'm not rhyming anymore? <laughs> and they rhyme. Like, and, you know, I, mm -hmm. I find myself admiring those people and, and wanting to be able to, to have that amount of control over my life. Like, because a lot of people don't know, a lot of MCs are addicted to rhyming. Yeah. You can't not, it's like. No, I mean, I'll be honest with <laughs> you. I got, like, I'm, I'm planning my exit right now. Yeah. You know, I got Liberation. I got this joint with Bun B. You might get another solo after that, but I'm already thinking in five like, years or so, I'm trying to chill. Because uh, largely what you, the, the therapy thing, I want to thank you for that because I ain't never thought about it like that. The music is definitely my therapy. And to put it down for a second and explore new ways is important. So I want to try important. that. But to, for me, it was it was always about... You're attached to this shit. It's like your love. It's like a, it's an invisible family member. Yeah. Like, it's, I, it's, feel it's like, I feel like, I feel like you, you know what I compare it to? Like Bruce Lee with the monster. Mm -hmm. in his head. It's like, when you're an MC, you're always challenged. Mm -hmm. You're your biggest challenge, first and foremost, and then yeah. you hear it, other MCs, then you want to challenge yourself to be better and keep rapping, and how can I keep playing with these words? Because there's nothing new mm -hmm. under the sun, and there's nothing old under the moon. It's just how the creator is able to create it and put it different where the challenge becomes, and it becomes very much fucking addictive, mm -hmm. and especially it's like, we, we get in the lab, I'm like... Oh shit, me in a lab. I, it's a it's that same feeling mm -hmm. comes about mm -hmm. every time you with a a different MC of that mm -hmm. caliber, and it's like, how the fuck long am I gonna have this feeling and be addicted to it and not be able right. to conquer it? Like you know what I mean? And just 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 do certain shit. It's like you said, it's the knowing that I put blood, sweat, and tears of life into this 
immaculate catalog. Mm-hmm. So many records that y'all haven't heard. So, so many, many records y'all didn't give a chance to. And it's like, nah, I must chill for a second. Y'all need to catch up. Yeah, you need to I fucking need to catch you, up. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel. Yeah. I got glass one day. Somebody told me Ghost in the Machine was trending. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me, it though. Was the it was movie? Scissor. Oh, okay, that's right. She did do that. Okay. I was like, about time these motherfuckers caught up. <laughs> motherfuckers. I got a whole bunch of other shit. They better catch up on. It wasn't about me. That's right. I was like, oh, shit. Let me, let me slow the fuck down and sit down like for a second. But, but like, you, like you said, we do it for us, and we do it for the babies, and we do yeah. it for the legacy. And all that work you did is going to resonate. Yeah. That body of work is very special, brother. Yeah, because I'm like, I have a, I don't like, I don't think these people know how much music I, I put mean, out. I'm, 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 I'm your like, brother and your friend and your fan, and I didn't know. Yeah, I put out a I lot Until I interviewed of, you, I'm like, there's no way I put out that I could take of, in every bar, because I try to take in every bar before yeah. I sit down with somebody. Yeah. I was like, I, could, I couldn't take in every bar. No, Not from a, every project. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot, and you've, you've, you've got to take care of yourself. Yeah. I can't, I can't preach self-help and self-care and, not do the same for myself. That's right. So I'm gonna I'm 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 still be here. I'm gonna still be barring shit down. Mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna be fucking right. taking time out to be 30 joints and picking out of the 30 joints was right. gonna be on an album and, and artwork. And, you know, and artwork and promoting so it, making sure people is know a it's out. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Man. it's a lot. Well, we are blessed to have you and we are Thank you. better for it. Ladies and gentlemen, the People's Party is proud to have the Ghost yeah. Styles P. Yeah. Yes. Love is love.